0: Welcome to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. Here's your host, the Bitcoin Boomer himself, Gary Leland. Welcome to the show, broadcasting today from the middle of the Texas heat wave here in Arlington, Texas at the Biz Talk studios. It's been a hundred for a long time here and I don't know when I saw rain last, but I'm ready for it to come, I can tell you that. Now today I had an interesting question, well I think i call more of a suggestion from one of our viewers, named Jay, and Jay is from South Dakota. Jay thought it would be really good for the show if at the beginning of each show, I gave you the price of Bitcoin, what it was that day. Lots of shows do this. Uh, Bitcoin shows usually give you the price of Bitcoin. Uh, On the other hand, any of the other thousands of cryptocurrency shows give you the price of several cryptocurrencies. I don't want to really move into that because I don't want to put emphasis on the value uh, money-wise of crypto or Bitcoin. I don't want to get you thinking of Bitcoin as something you would trade or that the money part of it's more important. Now, I think cryptocurrency people think that trading is real important and the money aspects are the only thing that are important. They are traders where many Bitcoiners are hodlers. That means they just buy it and they're holding onto it because they see an upcoming value and they don't want to take a chance on losing any of their Bitcoin by making a bad trade. So so you could say cryptocurrency people, they are just interested in making money. Bitcoiners, they're interested in saving the world with the technology of Bitcoin so bitcoin is more than money is what i'm trying to get out it's a technology it's something that will change the world and that's what we try to bring you here we try to talk to people who are behind the scenes who are building things for bitcoin Who are using bitcoin in different ways who've been in bitcoin for a long time who can tell you how to safeguard your bitcoin so we want to give you more of the tech and knowledge behind bitcoin not how to make money with bitcoin plenty of people out there that can do that so stay tuned for future episodes and today's episode where we talk about the tech now today we have jason john joining us jason's a friend of mine who's been in bitcoin a very long time and he's an advisor to Liberty X. Now, Liberty X is a Bitcoin ATM company, that's right. It's the ATM machine, walk up and put your money in, and you get Bitcoin. There are thousands of Bitcoin ATMs across the world, and Liberty X is one of the biggest, if not the biggest. We'll be right back with Jason after this word to explain and talk about Liberty X and ATMs. Okay guys, this is Gary Leland, the Bitcoin boomer, and you need to come here. If you want to find out what Bitcoin is, if you want to just meet some great people and have a great time, come to BitBlock Boom. But there's one thing, you have to be a Bitcoiner. We don't allow shit
1: Last week in August, every year, moving to Austin. Yeah, I love coming to BitBlockBoom because it's like it's like mecca for Bitcoiners. Like everybody here is like part of the hardcore like inner sanctum. Um, you just have these conversations with everybody where, like, you can see it in their eyes that they believe the same things that you believe.
0: You come to Bitblock Boom once, you're going to come every year. Speakers are great, the networking is great because you know, that's really what it's about when you're a, a Bitcoiner, especially when you're a new Bitcoiner, is you want to network with as many Bitcoiners as you can learn, because there's so much information, not only about Bitcoin, but about money in general.
1: Hey, so I'm down here at Bitblock Boom and What energy, what a lot of fun. It's all Bitcoiners and uh, just good people. That's the one thing that that all my interactions that I've had with people, you can tell you're just dealing with a culture of people that just want to make the world a better place. So if you want to come to a Bitcoiner conference, not a crypto
0: conference or a shitcoiner conference, if you want to come to a Bitcoin conference, you would come to Bitplot Boom. But like I said, don't even mess with it. Don't even think about it. Don't even attempt to buy a ticket if you're a shit coiner because your money's going to come back and you'll just make this book work. But if you're a Bitcoiner, you need to sign up and come, to Austin, now come the Bitblock. And welcome back to the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland. And we have, as I said earlier, an exciting show today. Today we have Jason Deluzio on the show. Now, I know I called him Jason Jean because that's what I call him all the time. That's his handle on Twitter. I really never can remember his real name, but I did just now. So, Jason, welcome to the show. How are you doing today,
1: my friend? Doing great. Good to see your face.
0: Yeah, it's nice to see you. You just got back from uh, an event in the Dominican Republic. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tone Vase throws this thing called the financial summit. And, um, uh, yeah, he does it all over the world. in these, these different locations, like really high end, uh, resorts, villas. Like I had a pool in my, in my room and a beach was right there. It was really, it was really incredible.
0: This is the event that he's done in like Malta and other places. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was.
1: Yeah, it's really great. It was um, you know, I love Bitcoin conferences, and I normally, you know, I try and go to as many as I can. If I had like one good, really conversation takeaway, I, I'm happy. And it was just like the people that were there were such quality that I had multiple of those conversations, and multiple kind of opportunities have, have come out of it. So I've said that about curated. I've
0: said that about conferences my whole life. You know, all you gotta do is make one contact, one contact, and that one contact can change your life.
1: <laughs> I mean that's uh, that's the story of, of Liberty X Gary I mean big block boom that changed my life uh, I'm sure we'll get into it
0: well before we do all that give people a little bit of uh who is Jason a little b- short bio so we for those who aren't familiar with you uh who we're okay. talking to here
1: uh I um, from Philadelphia born and raised a uh, little town called Springfield uh, if you watched um if you saw the mayor of Easttown um, that that location where that where Kate Winslet the accent everybody was going over their minds about out of their mind about. That's like my town, that's our accent. Um it's it's kind of funny to see it on the big screen. But um you know grew up blue collar, uh Garden Center, um family owned it and then kind of um just kept working along uh found uh found Bitcoin, co-founded the Bitcoin um uh meetup, Bitcoin PHL meetup in Philadelphia because to say it was very lonely being a Bitcoiner back in the early days. And uh, it was really important to to meet people. And and that just kind of spun out into one thing or another. I have an ATM business, a fiat ATM business. Um, that's what I do. That's why I mine fiat. Uh, and then kind of been advising Liberty X. They had Liberty X at the first Bitcoin ATM in the US back in 2014. So I, I've been able to take my, so I know them from the meetup and I've been able to take my leverage my knowledge of the fiat atm world and advise them as they tried to um roll out their their atm their bitcoin atm product which is it's a bit different it's not like the traditional kiosks that you you see it's more we take the um, existing atms that you see in bars restaurants etc and just a free software upgrade um and then all of a sudden now they're they're selling bitcoin you can buy bitcoin with your debit card there and then you can also now um Believe it or not, you can sell us your Bitcoin and then go pick it up at the, um, the traditional fiat ATM, which is, I don't I think that's a game changer. It's really exciting. Well,
0: that, that does sound, I, I wasn't even familiar with that part of it. Um, and yeah. we're definitely going to get into that in some pretty good depth in a little bit. But before we do that, we have a couple of questions that I ask everybody because I'm probably going to clip these out and do something with them someday. Yeah, okay. And what I want to know first is tell me your orange pill story. How did you find out about Bitcoin?
1: uh how did i find out about bitcoin i mean i i know so i was a gold bug i was a gold and silver bug my kind of red pilling i guess was was around so ron paul um i was very frustrated i always i've always known something was was wrong and not right and it didn't make sense and i thought it was me right i thought it was me like why can't i why doesn't this make sense to me why can't i fit in why can't i just you know um go along with the crowd and and then the great financial collapse happened um, and I got really confused. It's just really, it's strange to think back to the panic uh, and, and how it felt um, when everything was crashing then and everybody's, uh, you know, NPR, they're all hysterical. And I got really angry that, that these people had such like control and it just seemed un- unfair. And so then I learned how money was made, right? And I watched, um, it was like an animated cartoon called the American dream. And it actually explained the mortgage, um, the mortgage uh, uh, debt crisis, right? Whatever, whatever that was called. Um, and uh, I was like, wow, I had no idea that's how this money worked. And, and I really, I said, if I didn't know that, something that's like so fundamental and the base layer um, of humanity, like what else, what else did I get wrong? So I just started questioning everything. Yeah, you know, it, it's a little rough there for a while. Um, you know, and I had to come back of rebuild my knowledge base and and you know being i also say being a gold bug is even lonelier than being a bitcoin and it, being a Bitcoiner is lonely anymore it's it, things have changed but you know the vision of a world where we go back onto a gold standard is very dim um it's not you know it's mad max it's it, it's it's not a pleasant it's not it's not humanity moving forward it doesn't feel like it so uh when i was a big uh max kaiser fan back then watched a lot of kaiser report and um, he was talking about it and was doing a fundraiser. He had a crowdfunding platform and it got deplatformed um, from PayPal. And I wanted to participate. And in order to send money to that crowdfunding uh, platform, I needed to use Bitcoin. So I bought, you know, $500 worth of Bitcoin. And um, it, 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 thanks to Trace Mayer, uh, Trace Mayer is the one who really had it. He had it laid out. He um, was like it was like how to disappear or something. But I used his process. Went to the red phone at at CVS. um, Bought Bitcoin. uh, Bought Bitcoin that way, and and then after that, um, it just kind of all went uphill. You
0: mentioned a couple of things there. I was reading about. First of all, I don't know what a red phone is at CVS. Oh, okay. Uh, So what is that? Just because I don't know, and I want to know.
1: So if you go into a CVS, uh, there's like a telephone there. It's a bill pay service, and you have to go in and you pay your uh, utility bill. Uh, and there's a phone number there you call, and they'll give you like an order number uh, to match it to your account number, and then you walk over to the cashier, and you can give them money, uh, and then it'll get credited, and then it'll forward it on to your utility company. So what Charlie Shrem did, you know, um, he created BitInstant, which utilized that network to then instead of sending it to the you know uh, PGW, with gas company, uh, he would it, you know he would basically send you Bitcoin, and and uh, that's, that's, it was one of the first real ways, easier ways to uh, to buy Bitcoin.
0: Well, now not I guess it was uh, four months ago I saw Charlie Shrem in an elevator. First time I ever met, I've had him on the show, but I had never met him in person, okay. so uh, that was interesting. I look over there near Charlie Shrem, and uh, I recognized him from the show. But uh, yeah. another thing I wanted to break down to you. Just mentioned there was that you went to Trace's, Trace Mayer's site, who I like Trace a lot. On He had a article or a website on how to disappear. He really did a good job of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of uh, ironic. I like Trace uh, personally, yeah, but he sure has sure. disappeared off the uh, face yeah. of the planet. And I've emailed him contacted him several times, which I yeah, thought we yeah, had a really sure. good relationship. But uh, mm-hmm. nothing comes back. Huh.
1: So it's funny just at this thing um, in DR, I was talking, was speaking with somebody who works with him now. Um, at, uh, he's part um, of Custodia, which is Caitlin Long's, um, you know, the Caitlin Long project. They, did, they just rebranded because the, uh, the other name apparently was too confusing. But yeah, he works with Trace. And he said Trace is still active. He's just not on social media anymore. And uh, I think it's just really cut his profile back. But he's still working um, with this this project and you know helping which is which is an amazing project they're you know laying down um you know trying to really like lay down the infrastructure connecting bitcoin and and the the fiat system and and custody solutions and stuff like that
0: something he had i guess brought up or really pushed you could say because he'd contact me every year uh wanting to come on the show to help push this at a certain time of year was his proof of keys yeah. Um, and which I thought was a great project and in today's world with what's been happening lately with mm-hmm. uh, Celsius and everybody. I really think um, I contacted him uh, maybe a month ago to see, hey, we need to get that going again. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think we need to get some people together to start pushing that come this uh, fall. Because I think that was around January the 3rd. But Something I think like we need January to make third. people – we need to start pushing that
1: because um, people it's are, be, are we should make it a holiday yeah yeah make it a holiday like bitcoin pizza day or something it's just a good educational way of um you know it's not necessarily like deleveraging these bitcoin banks like we don't have to look at it as an attack on exchanges it doesn't have to be framed that way but maybe an opportunity to uh give lessons in self-custody and and that's i'm,
0: the, I'm gonna stop you there we're gonna be right back after these words and we're back welcome back to the show thanks for sticking with us today we have jason deluzio on the show jason thanks again for joining me i can't say that enough but we were before we left on that uh, hard break we have we were talking about proof of keys and i think that's real important for people to know um about proof of keys not leaving your bitcoin on an exchange so um Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to get that going or needs any help or wants to help me i think i'm going to work on that this uh Fall, so touch base with me and let's get that going. Uh, Anyone out here is interested. I think
1: think it'd be fun to like do it in a fun way, like make it a holiday, uh, like pizza day or or something
0: like that. I think that's a great idea. I think that's the best way to do it as a matter of fact. Hey, uh, before we get going, I have another, my last standard question I ask everybody here. To Jason, what is Bitcoin? Uh,
1: Bitcoin is hope to me really like uh it's uh I had a very dim view of the future uh before finding uh Bitcoin, and uh it it allowed me to see a future that just wasn't terrible um and and there's a way out of this fiat money morass uh that it's just has gotten us into this situation um everybody that everybody complains about the world. I, Something in the world and this and that you can really trace it usually back to the the monetary system Um, uh, And and If we can just I mean if we can fix the money, I think we can fix the fix the world You know, it's I'm a big fan of that 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 phrase. So hope
0: Well, that's a pretty good statement. That's pretty much of a common statement If you fix the money you can fix the world because the money is broken And I think that's one of the major things that are causing everything to break Um, So Mm -hmm. that is an important part of the puzzle to be broken and uh, the world having to be dependent on a broken product like that, (laughs) the most important product. Let's go to Liberty X though. You're an advisor to Liberty X. Ever since I've known you, you've been involved with Liberty X. Tell us about Liberty X. I mean, let's get into Liberty X. What's a Liberty? What is Liberty X? I know it's an ATM. You told us earlier yeah. that it can be um, used to uh, get money, um, not just by Bitcoin. So let's talk about that for a few minutes.
1: I mean, Liberty X. It's really it's a it's a PO it's a, a POS a point of sale um, software that is really lightweight, and you can use it really on anything that has an internet connection to buy and sell Bitcoin. Um, so we started, we had the first Bitcoin ATM in uh, Boston South Station, right across the street from Fidelity's headquarters. Uh, Kyle uh, Kyle, and uh, Chris, the co-founders, would literally wheel it out there every day onto the train platform, sit there. They were doing like their KYC and customer support by sitting on the, on the bench, on the platform, at the subway, the train platform. Um, and they'd walk up and, and help people with it. Fidelity, uh, one of the guys at Fidelity, directly attributes the the reason that they were so early to Bitcoin because they would leave their office and they saw this Bitcoin ATM there, and they were like, "Oh, it, you know, it made it real for them." So they got a little bit of a head start because of that. We'd take like to take like to take that credit, um, and then they realized that Bitcoin ATMs are like a logistical nightmare, uh, cash loading, uh, you know, taking up hundred. Grand in cash to the bank and saying I need to wire it to this place called, you know, Bitfinex or whatever. Uh, they they shut you down immediately. Um, and uh, so they developed a way to do, instead of using machines, they use people. There's already this network of of stores. Uh, you know, say say, say um, they kind of took the prepaid phone model. Where you would go to, you could go to a a mobile phone store and just give them cash and your order number, which we then use to correlate your Bitcoin address that you've given us in the app uh, to to accept the payment. Because you know with Bitcoin it's irreversible, so you 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 know there what there weren't credit cards back then. Uh, You could buy Bitcoin with a credit card, so you need to take the cash. It has to be unreversible on the customer side. So they would take the hundred dollars on our behalf. We would ACH ACH out the cash the next day, uh, the the money into into our bank account, and then give them their their cut. So now instead of going you know to uh, the bank with a bunch of cash, the, the cash is like getting distributed differently and and injected into the system. Then realize that could scale up, right? You can just, you can put that anywhere. Um, ATMs are very dumb machines. Like I'm talking about Fiat ATMs. Um, And uh, how do you get the Bitcoin address into the machine? Uh, You know, figured all that out, stepped it up. You know, the Bitcoin, uh, Fiat ATM operators are kind of a, it's a dying business. You know, everything's going electronic. So they're all looking for additional sources of revenue. They're going to these Bitcoin kiosk guys and say, hey, uh, you know, I want a Bitcoin ATM. I want to start doing that. $10,000 $10,000 investment, right? $8,000 for the machine, probably another $5,000. You know, you need in in capital float. Uh, whereas our proposition is, hey, uh, it's free. It takes five minutes um, to set up, and uh, you get, you know, two uh, percent for doing for doing nothing.
0: So let me ask you on so, that. I know that uh, first of all. I have a friend of mine who was involved early into Bitcoin ATMs, another friend of mine, and he sold his part of that business. I'm not gonna name what the company was, but you would recognize the name, because he felt that you're gonna be able to walk into a grocery store someday and just say, "Uh, I want those eggs, I want that bacon, I want that bread, and give me $10 worth of Bitcoin. And a QR code would come out on the receipt. So he said, this is a dying model, he felt like. Now, I know in your situation, Y'all do have the regular machines. You had one at BitBlockBoom one year. But I know from a little convenience store that was around the corner of my office, he had a handheld thing, like a little uh, wireless credit card machine that people came in and bought Bitcoin from him with. And I believe now you've told me that you can incorporate that software into your cash register, like my friend was saying a couple years ago. Is that correct was
1: it a liberty x hand terminal because we had those as well
0: yes right? it was a liberty we x hand those. terminal
1: it was we your hand them. terminal i saw so that was I, I i i skipped that step but we went you know that was the next solution uh before we went to the bitcoin atm and really all that is is it it's a it's a you know an atm is the same exact thing but just a bigger form factor and a, and it has a vending uh, has a cash dispenser just spit out the money it's the only difference uh, so we got onto those, and then the Fiat ATMs were the um, were the next the next iteration of that.
0: Well, how did now how did I know you? I know Liberty X got involved by well. Let me let me back up for a second. When they want a Liberty X machine, or used to want a ATM machine, did they pay for those machines? I don't think so. They just made a percentage, and y'all placed them there, right?
1: So. We're
0: we're talking about fiat ATMs? Yeah. Yeah. Your ATM machine, Liberty X ATM that takes fiat and gave out Bitcoin. Do y'all just, was the model you place those somewhere and then they make the 2%?
1: No, there's already 30,000, I'm sorry, 100,000 fiat ATMs around the country already placed, already deployed. Our model is we go to the guys that own those ATMs and say, hey, you want to get into Bitcoin? Here's an easy, free, quick way uh one time and then we just send a check every month but we don't go out soliciting new locations okay. we are well, piggybacking about, on top of the agenda. how about the guy
0: with the hand model then with the hand what? printer how about the guy with the hand printer at my local convenience store did he buy that from y'all jump y'all send it to him or or someone else did oh his, his ATM have, provider yeah, that
1: might have been a solicitation or something yeah yeah
0: okay i just sent that to him yeah i was just curious how that works yeah now when we come back you know it's funny just i'm sorry you no know, go ahead go ahead we got time
1: What you said about your friend who got out of that business because because, uh, he thought that you're going to be able to go to the checkout and buy Bitcoin, that's us. That's what we're doing now. Like, you know, with the acquisition from NCR and I'm sorry, by NCR, they own all those terminals and they basically bought us so that they could, you know, use our software to make Bitcoin available at all these at all these places. So it's it's not it's not far away.
0: I agree completely, and I think my friend, was must, he saw the writing on the wall, I guess, or maybe he knew something was coming up, but I know that maybe it was a year ago now, NCR bought Liberty X, and uh, I was in my local Albertsons last week, and I saw an ATM, and I walked over, and I go, damn, it's an NCR machine, so they not only have ATM machines to put them on, they have cash registers just about everywhere, they're like my father's. Company. I mean, not my father's company, company, but something my father would have invested in. And before we go, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure everybody knows as we talk about NCR, I do own stock in NCR. So I want to be up front with everybody. But when we come back, we're going to bring in NCR to the subject, talk about Liberty X and NCR, continue the conversation with Jason. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Please stick with us. hello welcome back to the show okay jason you told me a story one time about how you found out about liberty x basically i believe that's the story you I and mean, something to do with bitblock boom and i don't even remember it but i want to i want to hear about that because i know that it was an exciting story to me
1: yeah, happy to tell you again um so i i knew chris and kyle they'd come to my bitcoin meetup in philadelphia they were both students at wharton um school business they learned about Bitcoin at my meetup. Went home, tried to buy some Bitcoin. We're like, this is a nightmare. Uh, let's. And then they founded Liberty X. Uh, So I was consulting, advising them like here and there, very casually. Hadn't heard from him in a couple of years. I'm going out to Orange County and uh, to see my sister, and I see that I'm laying over in Dallas. And I say, oh wow, there's a Bitcoin conference. Like, let me just make my layover a weekend long layover, and it's a one day conference. Very cool. Didn't know anybody. Uh, really, and I go. It was amazing. You know, I'm standing outside with uh, you know, Marty Ben and Saifa Dean and Pierre and Michael Goldstein, like standing outside the hotel. Like, just you know, it was very small, very intimate, having great conversations. With uh, you know, because what year was that? What year was the first one, Gary? Fifth
0: one, and this is 2002, That's- so it must have been '98 or about uh,
1: 2000. Uh- 18? 17, 18, yeah, okay. So it was right yeah. after that, that, you know, that first. Uh, I didn't the, know you were uh, at, the at the first one, off. to be honest with you.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you weren't. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm a five time, I'm, I'm going to be a five time. Uh, how many people, how many, how many other people have that? Two. That, that I know. Wow. Two that I know. Elite. Um. Elite. And that is it counting your wife?
0: Because, um, yes, that's counting my wife. So I guess <laughs> she's been to everyone. I, uh, I, I didn't know that actually. Uh, so I'm sorry, so let's go back to the story. So you were-
1: Yeah, so, so we are there anyway, and there was a Satoshi Nakamoto dinner. Uh, they it was thrown by like the Satoshi Nakamoto Institute. And that was just incredible. That was an incredible thing. That was right when um, the defense deterred thing was going on. What was the kid, Cody Wilson? Cody Wilson walked in and they had just announced that uh, he had won like this lawsuit with the justice department and he was gonna be allowed to distribute his files. He walked in energy was just electric and for for those who don't know that
0: was the lawsuit for digitally printing guns um i believe that he had won the lawsuit and he came and he was the wine sponsor for the night (laughs) celebrating Mm -hmm. so to -hmm. go on
1: uh yeah he, he he doesn't digitally print them but he provides the cad plans uh online open source that you can do it at home if you want he doesn't provide it just provides a platform uh for those things to be shared Um, anyway, so I'm standing there and, uh, I was actually talking to somebody out of Puerto Rico and they're like, Oh, if you want to, if you're looking or considering Puerto Rico, you should go talk to this guy. Uh, his name is, um, you know, Evan Rose and Evan Rose is, uh, the owner of Genesis coin. Uh, he, uh, we started chatting about Bitcoin ATMs and, uh, I was like, Oh, I've been thinking about getting into it. He's like, don't waste your time. There's this new outfit coming out and they're going to be, um, they're going to be, uh, you know, you'd be able to buy Bitcoin on regular fiat ATMs. And of course that got my attention because uh, that's 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 my wheelhouse. And I um, it's like wow, and, you know, I think about it for a minute. So well, what what what's the op- who's like running the middle on this? Like who's processing the transactions? Oh, it's this outfit called Liberty X. And I literally just was like, what? And I started jumping up and down with excitement. I'm like Liberty X, like I know those guys. And I, I had Chris's number and I texted him immediately. Hadn't talked to him in years, and uh, and I just said, is it true? And he texts back, How did you find out? Um, and then they, you know, with the rest of history, they brought me on as an advisor to help the rollout um, because I speak both Bitcoin and ATM. So I'm the guy I can, you know, talk to. But ATM operators are a different breed. So, you know, you have to kind of understand it from their perspective, the incentive models and, and all that. So uh, I was brought on to help roll that out. And um, yeah, it was successful, NCR found us. And, uh, you know, next year, I think when you there. came back
0: to a BitBlock room, you brought an ATM machine with you
1: <laughs> and
0: put what? it out in the hallway out there. So we had an ATM machine in the hallway uh, to a bigger audience than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people mm-hmm. were buying a Bitcoin ad and they were showing people how to buy Bitcoin at the ATM machine. So let's exactly. talk about NCR because NCR, um, as we were talking about for the break, They bought Liberty X and NCR, do you go into a grocery store, Albertsons or Kroger's or Safeway? Chances are, there's a good chance that the cash register sitting there is on the NCR network, the part of their network or part Mm -hmm. of their company. Mm -hmm. So what are the plans there? Do you know anything about that? You can um, share, they told me a bit, but uh, let's, you probably know more yeah, than I do. Yeah, uh,
1: unfortunately, I don't really know what the long-term plans are. Everybody's everybody's still working on strategy right now, and what the best approach is. Uh, you know, integrating with a company like that's challenging. Uh, coming from a startup into this big, uh, you know, they're the oldest, um, oldest, oldest company. One of the oldest companies in the New York Stock Exchange, and the largest cash register company in the world. They own 25% of the restaurant market. Walmart. You know, checkouts, Home Depot, like all the big boys. Uh, And it's all software, right? Uh, On the back end. And the potential is there for them to, you know, put integrate Bitcoin into the back end software, but still the merchants need to flip that switch to turn on Bitcoin to accept it. So it'll be there. It'll be in the background waiting uh, for them when when they're ready. Uh, I I did a lot of merchant adoption. Uh, I can, you know, the early days. I think we're so far out from it um merchants don't really want bitcoin uh people don't want to spend bitcoin so
0: shake up at the company too uh and some of the uh yep. management there who some of the people i think are maybe somebody who was more pro bitcoin than others has left the company yep. so that may be also someone but i was told maybe six months or eight months ago that everything was done I mean, basically, they just had to decide to, decide to implement what was done. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow, it'd be possible for every cash register in the world of theirs to be selling Bitcoin if they decided they wanted to do that.
1: To sell? I mean, yeah, we're 99, 99% of the way there uh, if they decided they wanted to do that. Um, if they wanted to make, you know, and we're already, we're in um, all the, uh the ATM's now in Walgreens. So if you go into pretty much any Walgreens, um, the big ATM kiosk they have there, you can buy Bitcoin on that through Liberty X. Uh, we're in CVS's. Uh, we were actually in CBS before, before uh, NCR. Um, that was one of our big accounts. Uh, we're ready to go in a lot of, um, of these big chains. It's just the legal, the compliance, the reputational risk. Um, you know, We kind of have to de- stigmatize bitcoin uh for a lot of these companies that's that's the usually the biggest lift is convincing them so i
0: imagine when that date comes if that that event happens as we said earlier as i said earlier when you buy your groceries you just would basically top off your bitcoin wallet and say give me however many dollars worth of bitcoin and when your receipt prints there's a qr code on there and you scan it with your lightning wallet on your phone and you're done you got your you got your bitcoin is that what you foresee? Yeah, saying? we
1: wouldn't i don't i don't think we would print out um a qr code i think that's a really poor model um because you know who knows if somebody could be standing behind you and scan it right uh you scan the qr code and sweep it there could be a camera up in this in the in the corner of the room um uh sweeping your keys so we what we do is we the way it works for us is you have our you have to download our app you give us your bitcoin address then we know where to send it so when you go up to the cashier all you do is you just punch in six digits uh, number and then we send the bitcoin directly to your bitcoin address wherever that is whatever wallet so there's no enter your account number about losing your receipt
0: you're entering your account number like you enter your like when you go to the grocery store and you go oh do you have a phone number with us to get the extra safeway discount so it's like that you would enter okay let me enter my phone number and then it would just show up in your wallet
1: unique order number yeah. we give you every single time you, you submit us uh, a bitcoin address a request to buy
0: but when i go in the grocery yeah. store i don't have to remember that bitcoin address i never would remember that exactly. i would remember my account number with you guys or something it's, similar it,
1: you, know, you don't have to remember it it's literally just on your phone it's a six-digit number you're like okay and you go liberty x123456 oh, okay that's it and then you go okay here we go and then i give them 100 bucks and boom the bitcoin's there before you can walk away
0: is, is that how the handheld devices also work that y'all currently have in the marketplace
1: the, the device the device it's just a collection it's just a way to collect the money right that's all that is that device, how do you you know over the cash over the counter um or we uh, you know you need a card acceptor uh and a, a, the ability to enter a pin uh so that's what an atm is uh, you enter your pin you put in your card that's what that little that handheld thing is you you enter your pin you put in your card
0: Okay. Are you familiar with the Azteco machines? Because they kind of remind me of that. Well,
1: no. Azteco is a very different model. Azteco okay. a voucher
0: well, model. We got a hard break. We'll be right back. And we're back with the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland. Today, we're joined by Jason Deluzio. Jason, thanks for sticking with us. This is our last segment here. But you were... I cut you off there. I'm sorry about that. You were saying the Azteco device was uh, different than the device I had been talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the device you're talking about earlier is really just no different than the device you would have, um, to collect money, like a a debit payment terminal. That's it. Uh, yeah. You see them at supermarkets already. Uh, that's what, that's what they are. The Azteco device. I'm actually not even sure, uh, (laughs) how it works. Um, they're like preloaded. The vouchers are preloaded. They have value, uh, whereas QR of ours, code on, of
0: they have a QR code out. on their receipts. Like I was thinking, cash registers would.
1: Yeah, so like you collect the payment, and then you have to go redeem somewhere else. Like there's no redemption process for us. You give us money, we send you Bitcoin. That's it. There's no there's no take this over here and go collect it. Now, I also I'm aware I don't understand um, uh, and. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning about it some more. I actually met I met Beauty on um, here in Miami Beach. Uh, he had me blocked for for years and years and years, and it's hysterical. He's he's a very nice guy uh, in person, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, you know speaking with him some more and, and learning more about Azteco. But
0: well, I, like I said, I, I know that device is out there. I've been looking at it. I've been talking to Muzz about it. He's a big guy with them. I think he's a consultant to them. Before we go any further though let's do some uh, fun thing you owe me an apology big guy you introduced me to fine dining down in me in miami kathy and i uh last year and i bet you after that experience with you we got so hooked on fine dining we must have both gained 35 pounds i don't know what she gained but i know i gained 40 pounds due to the fact that i started going out fine dining more often so I'm looking for an apology from you. I'd have been better off if I never went out that night, and ate from you, because I, w- I wouldn't know what I'd be missing. You know, that's why I'd be better off. I wouldn't well, know what I'd be missing.
1: First of all, I'm sure Kathy hasn't gained a pound um, <laughs> from it. Uh, you, you know, on the other hand. Uh, but, yeah, hey, man, it was a great, was a great dinner at the uh, Thai Hotel in, in Miami Beach, uh, Jaya. Yeah, Jaya. Uh, And, uh, you know, once you get a taste, it's just like flying in the front of the uh, the airplane. Once you get a taste of business class, it's it's always painful. It's it's like Bitcoin. Once Uh, you
0: see it, you can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, right? You can't, yeah. Um, yeah, I I I apologize.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I was looking for that. (laughs) I'm messing with you. You know that. Hey, I do want to cover, though, something, a new project that you're into, um, Super Pops Records. Uh, what is Super Pop Records? Tell us about it.
1: Super Pop Records is a record label formed uh, by myself, uh, Christopher Jarre, Michael Benicos, and Andy Freeman. Um, they're all kind of just Michael's been an engineer for thirty years, sound engineer, he's Snoop Dogg, like all kinds of people. Andy's uh, Substance Global, um, massive marketing agency, digital marketing agency, uh, works for HBO, people of that caliber. Uh, and then my friend jerob has been in the music business for a very long time, kind of as a manager agent. Uh, as he likes to say, he writes checks and gets sandwiches. That's uh, his his role. Um, but we it's started this music label. We, we found these kids called Kelly and Kyle, uh, these two Cambodian brothers. Uh, they were adopted from Cambodia by uh, uh, some Americans in a in place called Whidbey Island, which is off Seattle. And Chris had met. Uh, this guy John DeRitis, uh, who I'd met at a Bitcoin meetup in Vegas. So, you know, these these Bitcoin meetups are priceless. You you, you just you just never know what's going to happen. I, I've had more uh, meetups and conventions, uh, conferences, like pretty much everything I have in my life that makes me happy is a direct result of of coming of going to these these events. Um, and I met John out in Vegas. He then later met Chris in Miami. Chris mentioned that he was in the music business. John calls Chris out of the blue three months later says, Hey, these kids are really talented. Um, they're friends of mine. I've grown up with them. Can you help us help? Can you help me help them? Uh, not imagining that we would form a record label to produce a record because we were, we believed in these kids so much. I mean, they're extremely talented. They're really sweet. Uh, they're, it's like kind of a Neo R and B rap soul thing. Uh, they call it hip-hop but it's not the hip-hop i know know. kids are open ahead
0: how can people find out more about that or or uh see what you're doing with that
1: yeah check out um check out kelly and kyle uh it's kelly ampersand kyle on instagram spotify we just launched our first single uh on friday uh it's called lovely uh it's on all the major streaming platforms and and youtube so yeah kelly ampersand kyle uh check it out how
0: do you spell that (laughs)
1: K-E-L-L-Y, ampersand, that's the funny and symbol, and then
0: Kyle, oh. K-Y-L-E. I was thinking, see, He's that shows what shows that. what a boomer I am. I was thinking A M P E I was spelling out ampersand. See, that's a boomer uh, deal. That's a boomer yeah, thing, you there? Yeah, yeah. You know, at least I'm able to admit oh, yeah. when I'm a boomer. That's why I'm the Bitcoin boomer show. Hey, tell people how they can follow you, find out more about you, find out about Liberty X. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle here.
1: Um, yeah, it was just Twitter, I guess. Uh, at J A Y Z I O. Uh, Instagram's the same. Telegram's the same. Pretty consistent, I think. Um, yeah, fix the money, fix the world. I mean, fix the
0: world. That's a that's a good saying. So, is there anything else? Um, your answers are a little shorter than I was hoping for. So, I'm running out of questions here. So, is there anything else you want oh, to okay. share? <laughs> anything else you want to share with us? See, most people wouldn't admit that. See, most people want to see much more yeah. professional than I try to do, so <laughs> I'm pretty much realistic. Right. Yeah, I
1: can, I can go, I can go on and on and on. I'm trying to actually, like, uh, uh I'm like, oh, am I talking too much? Um, you know, I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, No Agenda show. Um, uh, that's Adam, Adam Curry and, Don and and John C. Borak.
0: Yeah. So, um, how long, long have you been listening you, to Adam?
1: You offered. How
0: long have you been listening Sorry? to Adam?
1: 2010
0: 2010 so uh, almost 12 years now so you were listening when he had the daily source code uh
1: just after that so maybe it was like 20
0: 2011 okay um yeah because i started listening um, to him about 2004 really him. you know so
1: okay
0: <laughs> i got your ass yeah. kicked there uh, i mean
1: he inven- he in- he invented yeah he yeah he invented podcasting, um, essentially, and uh, has a really so the Bitcoin community, community and, and No Agenda are two kind of things that changed my life or changed my outlook and give me hope. I mean, No Agenda show gives me hope in a way as well because you know there was two major issues. It's like the politics and money, right? So Bitcoin took care of the money, and and I was like actually like an Alex Jones listening to Alex Jones, very conspiracy minded, very angry, very very angry and and. It didn't make me happy, and then I started listening to No Agenda show, and they they just they just kind of go through the news and and frame it in such a way that where they point out a lot of the same things that Alex Jones does, but in a in a fun way and a nice way, and instead of getting angry and frustrated, they laugh about it and 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 point out how like kind of ridiculous and absurd it is, which is really important, you know. It, it, it so it, it lifts you. I mean, it made me feel like I wasn't crazy anymore because I always knew that I listen to the news like what What is this? Doesn't make sense. I don't understand what's going on. And then they're able to kind of frame it and say, Well, look, let's look at the map of uh, where all the pipelines are. Let's see what the agenda is behind this whole, you know, Ukraine. I mean, they've been following the Ukraine thing t- since 2014, 2013. It's all about Nord Stream, right? Uh, so uh, I have to admit they really that it. they like, do you know, have a, a way you know. of
0: knowing stuff that actually happens i think adam picked the pope you know who's going to be the next pope the i pope. mean and he can break this stuff Absolutely. down they can they can actually figure stuff out
1: yeah yeah, yeah they it, it's like it's called a no agenda mindset you like kind of have like you look at things it's i mean it's not it's not very complicated it's just the most basic critical thinking but uh, a lot of people lack that they just kind of uh wash themselves in the fire hose of of information flowing the information pipeline from mainstream media is instead of actually thinking about it they just kind of consume it integrate it and then don't think about it critically and say well is this true is this really the right way to think about it or the right way to look at it Yeah,
0: you know, the only thing with their show for me is it's just too damn long <laughs> i mean you know it's the length of it and i have a hard time it's the only podcast i can listen to because my amount of time in the car is so short well jason Thank you for joining us on the show. I do appreciate it. It's been nice catching up with you. See you in a couple weeks at BitBlockBoom. And uh, thanks again, my friend. All right, cheers. And everybody, we'll be right back with our closing remarks after this word. But I do want to tell you, check out uh, John, John Dvorak and Adam Curry on the No Agenda show. It is a good show to watch. See you in a minute. And this is it. This is the final segment of the Bitcoin Boomer Show. I wanna thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the interview with Jason as much as I have. You know, I did not know many of those things about ATMs, but I do believe Jason is correct. It won't be that much longer till you just walk into a grocery store and you tell them you wanna buy some Bitcoin while you're buying your groceries. It's inevitable that it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. All the gears are in place. And once that happens, that is one of those events that is gonna take Bitcoin mainstream, or maybe it has to go mainstream for that event to happen and solidify it as Bitcoin as a mainstream event. A Couple of things I do wanna tell you about. Number one, if you live in the Dallas, Fort Worth area or any part of Texas, you may wanna check out my monthly meetup bitblockbarbecue.com. That's right, bitblockbarbecue.com. We meet once a month, have great Texas barbecue, and we talk about Bitcoin. And that's pretty much all we talk about. So a lot of the same people come. We usually have a crowd of about 40, 50 people. So check out bitblockbarbecue.com. Also, it want to remind you of a book I helped write earlier in the year called Bitcoin and the American Dream it's a great book it gives you the fundamentals about bitcoin tells you about it it's a book that you can read on a flight if you have an hour and a half flight two hour flight you can read this book during that time period and next time you hear someone talking about bitcoin you'll know what they're talking about now one last thing i want to make sure you know about is the conference i do every year jason and i did discuss it it's called BitBlock boom And it's at bitblockboom.com. This is a yearly Bitcoin conference and it's only about Bitcoin. You can't talk about any cryptocurrencies, just Bitcoin. But this is a yearly Bitcoin conference, I do. This year it's in Austin, Texas. We're moving it from Dallas to Austin. So go to bitblockboom.com. And if you wanna learn about Bitcoin and hang out with Bitcoiners, it's a great place to go and check out today. Now, if you do have any questions for the uh, show, Please send them to GaryLeland at gmail.com. That's GaryLeland at gmail.com, and I will try to answer those on a future episode. If I get enough of them, I may collect them all and have a QA show, question and answer show, QAB, question and answers about Bitcoin show. So if you do have any questions, send them to GaryLeland at gmail.com. That's it for today's show. I do want to thank you again for joining us. And please take some time and tell your friends to join us next week or the week after. Help this show grow. I would appreciate it. Have a good day and keep stacking those sats.